Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. Oh, 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 adventuring I go. How many times I find you singing all to yourself. I love singing. It brings out... (laughs) Your emotions. It brings out your passions. Oh, what are you doing out here? What's this pack for? Oh, I wasn't, you know, running away. I just was... Sometimes I like to put on a pack and look out into the woodlands and just imagine what would happen. I just started walking. Wanderlust. Oh, it's that springtime thing. Yeah, it hits me hard. Spring and fall sometimes. This has happened to you before. You've talked about it. I've never found you singing a little adventuring song and actually getting a pack together, though. Are you sure you weren't going to be running away? No, just a short walk. Uh Uh-huh. Just a short walk off into the great unknown, right? (laughs) Well, you know, adventures are good. I think of the forest monks and all the adventures they have. and We have adventurous lives, too, but... Yeah, well, I think we've had lots of adventures. Adventures are kind of neat because I think it isn't just the thrill of there's going to be this new experience, but that also, somewhere along the line, we're going to be tested. There's going to be a challenge that we're going to have to face and and overcome with our own personal whatever it is we've got inside that's going to get us through it. That's what it is, the spirit of adventure. Not just we're going to climb cliffs and this or that, but... Something inside of us is going to have to come out and meet those challenges. Yeah, exactly. And you never really know how it's going to happen. That's the thing. You think, well, I'm going to go off and do this. It's going to be so exciting. And, of course, the world hands you some kind of... it's never quite as easy, (laughs) clear-cut, black and white as you think it's going to be. And that, of course, that initiates in us like self-evolution. That's one of the ways that I see forest monks growing here and evolving here is through basic adventures that are unexpected. It's weird because it's the opposite of what our world teaches us, which is all about having comfort and having security. But comfort and security, it doesn't really feed our souls in the same way. Mm. And then we go out adventuring and suddenly, wow, we're getting fed a part of us that's kind of been asleep for a long time. Yeah, well, it almost seems like we might function best in that spirit of adventure. If you think about it, we always crave novelty. And then when you're adventuring and you have a spirit of adventure, things are constantly new and they look new. Think about when you go on vacation. It's exciting Mm. because everything's different. You've never tried it before. You've never seen it before. And of course, there's that self-evolution that we talked about. Living in the spirit of adventure, you're constantly coming up against challenges and having to find creative ways through that. So then we have our modern life. Yep, fast forward. Here we are. And there's not much inspiring us to really get out and explore those boundaries at all. Well, right. I mean, the average job that we have, say, here in the United States of America isn't super, as you said, inspiring. It doesn't inspire us to those same levels of challenge, of growth, and novelty. We hear that all the time, right, from forest monks that come here. Oh, if I had work that challenged me, Mm -hmm. it'd be way more exciting. But to sit on assembly line and do the same thing hour after hour after hour that we know a machine could do it just as well as us, that doesn't really inspire our human spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunately where a lot of people are trapped in this whole debt system. A lot of people are stuck in those places where it doesn't seem like they have a choice but to go and do those jobs that don't fill them up. Yeah. 
It's yeah. almost like you can get stuck in them too. I think that's quite a possibility just with feeling like I've been here. It's that escalation of commitment. I've been here so long. I can't just let this go. What would happen to my insurance? What would happen to my benefits package and all of those different things that you have? And it almost seems as though our biggest thing now is we watch the clock. We can't wait till we get off of work and then we go home and we intake vicarious adventures like oh. reality TV shows and Some video movie. games, right? And yeah. that's where we get our sense of adventure. And it's no wonder we're so addicted to that stuff. Because it feeds that. That is, wow, that's it. Mm-hmm. So we've created a life that is the opposite of this adventuring lifestyle. And then we've created these things, even though we're just sitting down on a couch, that make us at least have the emotional sensation of being an adventurer. It kind of almost reminds me of medicine, sort of, current Western medicine, although it's changing. It doesn't treat the actual cause. It's like, here, let's put some Band-Aids on this. Oh, and, symptoms. Right? So Symptom it's treating. the same thing. Okay, here, you know, watch a movie. That's exciting, Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, luckily we're seeing more and more of that. Okay, hey, change your lifestyle. Right, right. Let's and this take a can look make at some the big whole, differences. Yeah, the whole picture. Anyway, that's tangential. Well, <laughs> so what I am thinking is that I see the forest monks out here, and most of them are joining us for three, four months at a time. That's a long time in nature. And by the end, everybody, I without a doubt, is super passionate they're excited they're ready to embrace change they're ready to seek challenges they're ready to go back into the life they left and do it differently and take the spirit of adventure with them and what happens yeah as often as not people hit i call it the relapse period where they just get sucked back into things so one of our forest monks we're talking with right now He went back, he went into school, and he just got sucked back into a lot of the negative habits. Now, he's re-galvanizing himself, and he's ready to make some powerful changes, but shows just how powerful these cultural forces are that get us stuck. I feel like we should have a name for these things. Mm, a name. Yes, you always want to come up with something that you thought of. You thought of oh, it. Of course, of course. <laughs> no one's thought of it before. Okay, so what do we know about these Little things? Little flashy acronyms. Yeah. They're okay. addictive. Okay. So. Diff- oh, I know. What? They're addictive cultural influences. They're ackies, like ickies. They're ackies. Okay. Yeah. Addictive cultural influences. Yeah. Well, that's certainly what they are. I have to jump in and say that. When I see forest monks at the end of their program and then they go back and we talk with them again later, I see time and time again that to me it seems like being in the woods, even though when they first get here, almost everybody in those first two weeks wants to go home. Oh yeah, that's hard. I mean, major culture shock. Yeah, so that's tough and nearly everybody sticks with it and at the end, it's totally different. They're completely transformed. It's not being in the woods and living like that, that's actually hard to survive. It's our civilization that's hard to survive. That's why I think another phenomenon we see is in those last two last two weeks. Right. So the first two weeks are I want to go back to civilization. The last two weeks are I want to stay in the woods and I don't <laughs> want to go back to civilization. Well, they can sense that threat to that spirit of adventure that they've cultivated. I think it's in our inner wisdom. We all realize that those Ackies are out there and we remember them. They're down inside of us. We're like, oh my gosh. I remember those owned me. Those ruled over me. And I'm going back into a world where they're going to be all over me again. Yeah. Am I going to be strong enough to be able to deal with them, to resist them, to stick to my path? It's a super, super scary thing. And the other thing that I find is as there's this 
learning and growing and realization about these addictive cultural influences and all of that suddenly you aren't ignorant anymore it's like ignorance is not bliss you can never go back once you see it even if you relapse you know inside that's what tortures you you know inside there's a different way you know you don't really really want that we have to have a big red warning sign on our programs now that you're mentioning this <laughs> that says that that ignorance is not bliss and once you step down this road it's the same thing happens with people stepping into a spiritual path once you start stepping down that road you can't go back to that former state of just saying, yeah, okay, I'll just be happy. Yeah. Just making it by. Right. I'll let that roll off my back and I don't, I'll try not to care about that. Yeah. You, you, you suddenly have to do something with your life that feels meaningful, that's giving to the world. And you're not going to be satisfied with just trading your time for money and not having that sense of meaning and fulfillment and well being. You certainly won't be able to go back to being happy the way that you were before. Or, I guess if I think about it, you'll see that you actually weren't probably happy before. You just thought that you were. You were just distracted from all of the things. It was all those addictive cultural influences, those ackies, were just keeping you from seeing what was going on. That's why I don't feel too bad about it. I mean, you could feel bad about it in the sense that, okay, you're setting people on this path where now they can't be happy with what they were happy with before. But everybody pretty much looks back and says, oh, yeah, I wasn't actually happy. I was just kind of, as Pink Floyd said, comfortably numb. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess then you have to say, if you're in that place, I mean, how many of us have experienced that? It's not just the forest monks. Listeners, I know you out there have experienced this too at one point or another where you're in a job or a situation, a living situation that's really challenging for you. And yet you kind of, you feel like you can't get out of it, but yet you know, mm. you know you, it's not serving you. So what is the next step? What do you oh do when you're there? Gosh, how do we? I, I think we really have to look at these Ackies and take them seriously. In today's world, the Ackies will enter into our life. They're there all the time. And what are these? I guess we should point some of these out. These are your smartphone. These are movies. These are the television. These are tweets and texts. All these things that neuroscience is showing, they trigger things in our brain that essentially create a, a desire for more, an endless desire for more. It's addiction. And the whole culture is doing it. Right, right. And these Ackies, they will take over our entire life. We literally, at this point, can be in a state of distraction, of being addicted to these Ackies from the time we're a little kid and our parents hand us a smartphone or an iPad or sit us in front of the television. Right, whatever that thing is there that is going to suck us in and just become our new addiction. All the way to the time we die. And we used to work painting in a, a facility where a lot of people who were elderly and didn't have a place to go lived. And they did the same thing, the caregivers, that we do with our children, which is just set them down in front of a TV. Right. Now, there were some positive things happening there where there are activities going on. But that television, it was often the go-to thing to just absorb people. Yeah, which is sad in, in a way because when we would go to visit people, well, to paint their rooms, how much they want to just talk. 
oh, to yeah. share what they did when they were younger, to talk about their farm or their kids or their grandkids. And it's so, I just think, gosh, if we could have people, instead of televisions, if we could have people just talking to people, my gosh. See, we all know that these Ackies are not actually fulfilling to us. Deep inside, we know this, but they give us such a temptation. Oh, this is such an exciting movie. This is such a fun video game, whatever it is. They draw us in so much that often we can never stop and say, you know, it'd actually be much more fulfilling to sit down across from somebody and have a conversation, mm. sit around a campfire and share some stories, to go for a walk outside and just experience nature. And remembering, even if you're in a city, experiencing nature can be at a park. Well, so that's a really good idea, is just to notice the power of these addictive cultural influences. I think the other part of it is developing new habits. And then when you have those new habits, it's easier to have a kind of a guidepost when those Aki's come into your life. Well, this is an essential life skill to learn how to develop new habits. Because we are creatures that we burn neural pathways. Hmm. And so we are creatures of habit, essentially. And we get used to something and that's the way we do it. And these habits are being formed for us if we don't take control over it. If I'm going to just absorb these Ackies and I'm going to just get by in my life and not do something that really fills me up and comes from my passion place, I'm gonna be developing a habitual way of doing that that basically tells me I'm satisfied with it. Now, recognizing what the Ackies are, the power they have over us, and then saying, okay, I am going to reshape new habits, new behaviors, essentially, that are going to be in alignment with my desires for more well-being, for my desires to make meaningful change in the world, to have a sense of meaning in my life, to live more passionately. Wow, that's hard to do, though. I mean, it's easy. It sounds easy, but it's really not that simple. In, I think one of the things is I'm that perfectionist, okay, you've heard me say that before, and I get into like, I'm going to do this, and then if I don't, I can get to that place where like, oh, well, I've screwed it up and forget it, I'm not going anymore. So one thing that we were talking about is making sure that as you plan to form a new habit or to stay on a habit that you've recently made, is to let yourself fail, realize that that might happen, but don't allow that to get you off track. Failure. We've talked about that before. If we can fail, yes, such a good thing. Oh, it is really important because that's how we learn, right? That's how we grow. And in a way, that's how we strengthen that muscle of that new habit. It's part of that spirit of adventure. You're going to go out and you're going to fall down sometimes. And it's the falling down. It's the failures. It's the things that don't go right that not only build your strength and your resilience, but often are also the things that end up being really good memories. <laughs> the know? best stories, right? Oh <laughs> like, my gosh. there was that one time. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, tell that story again. Oh, it's we so have crazy. so many silly stories <laughs> like that. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of that time when, well, there's numerous times when you and I went camping and I said, we don't need this or that. But I'm thinking that one night when I said, we don't need to set up the tarp. Oh, this it's was after rain. This was after I had known you for a while. And every time I went camping with Kenton, it rained. And so I got wise and I was like, I think, do you think we should maybe, I, I think we should Look set up the, the tarp. Look at the sky, Rebecca. It's perfectly no, blue. No, I think we should set up the tarp, don't you? Just in case. And you're like, look we it. We do not. There's going to be stars all night long. Well, what happens? Oh my gosh. So one thing about me is I can only... <laughs> I can only sleep in a sleeping bag or much of anywhere naked. So I, I don't know if we should be telling people that, but there it is. So I can't sleep with clothes on. So it was the middle of the night. The storm came across the lake and hit. 
and I was out there in my skivvies, and this is at a campground, <laughs> trying to set up our tarp as well, it was blowing not around. Not only that, and, but we had oh to move because the campsite that we had didn't have a, an appropriate place to hang a oh, tarp. Oh yeah, so we tried to move everything, and in then the rain. you hung it up over the. Oh, it was awful. You hung it up over the uh, picnic table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then it kept falling into our faces, the tarp did. So you got that stick to prop it up, and yeah. then the wind blew it up, and the stick kept falling in our faces, and finally we ended up in our back of our truck sleeping. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a disaster. But it's but great. Remember it's a good story. Right? Remember the failures. <laughs> a good story now. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking about the Ackies, those addictive cultural influences, and I'm thinking about creating a habit. And we recently talked about this from another perspective. We talked about it from the perspective of being in the house and how that wasn't allowing us for some reason to have the family time we wanted and the time for our, our passions. So we decided to move to the yurt and the big word that kept going around, the big buzzword was accessibility. Accessibility. If we're not aware of accessibility, we're gonna be in big trouble because there's, there's two main things to understand about accessibility. And the one is that our Ackies are being made more accessible for us. If something's accessible, it's going to develop habits in us, mm -hmm. right? So here we have our, our tech creators, and they are trying to make our Ackies more and more accessible. Oh yeah, you can wear a watch now that has like everything. Pretty soon there'll be an implant. You just like <laughs> press a button on your temple and then talk to whoever's in your brain. No, yes, with those watches, we are, we're instantly in to Facebook or Twitter or whatever Instagram email. thing right. we're into these days. So we're given a system where our Ackies are exceedingly accessible. And then we're gonna develop habits that revolve around the Ackies. The other things in our life are becoming less accessible as our Ackies become more accessible. Because accessibility is about how easy it is to put your energy in a place. Yeah. It's very, very easy for me to tune into my social media, then I can spend literally all day on that social media and I'm not gonna have energy for, let's say, cooking a good healthy meal. Mm-hmm, or going for a walk with your family when they get home. Talking to another human being. Right. That's, that's okay. all like gone. So how do we make our habits, because this is all about that spirit of adventure. How do we suck the marrow out of life? We can't do that if we're just being soul sucked by technology. I mean, technology, it has its conveniences. Oh, it's That's awesome. not what this That's is about. That's how we do this podcast. Absolutely. However, it also has the ability really to suck us dry. So how do we suck the marrow out of life? How do we make our habits more accessible than the addictive cultural influences? Mm -hmm. That's the question. That is the question. What's the answer? We have to take control of accessibility. So we understand this and we go, oh, okay, <laughs> look, my tech is being made exceedingly accessible to me. It's not just tech. It's, for instance, easy food. So it's very easy for a lot of people to go to the fast food place and get mm. their food or to buy the prepackaged food. And you can understand. You've got a mom. She's working two jobs. She's trying to take care of her kids. She's a single mom. And how is she going to find time to cook a whole foods meal for her right. children? So she buys the packaged stuff and that's an Aki. I mean, that food is designed to be addictive. It's right. super sugar salty. It's also not good for us. So it leads to problems down the road, but often we're willing to sacrifice our future for this present ease of just kind of giving ourselves to the Ackies. Wow. Okay, so then what's coming to me is the first thing we would need to do is notice those Ackies and make them less accessible somehow. We can make them less accessible. I mean, we're smart. We created them in the first place. Yeah. You've got your smartphone. 
If you want to go the light route, there's apps that you can put on your phone that are going to make it more difficult or will limit your access to social media. Okay. If you want to get more extreme, maybe you get your smartphone and a rock together for a date. <laughs> <laughs> or like delete your social media accounts or your video games. Really, seriously, like pour it down the drain. Yeah, we've had some friends here, some former forest monks, that just have gone through their computer and just deleted their social media stuff, deleted those games. Just said, hey, I'm not going to make it easy for myself to get the, to these things. They were wise enough to reduce accessibility. Okay, so making the Aki's less accessible. To me, the, then the flip side of that is, and this is trickier, but you can still do it, especially if you get creative, is to make your habits more accessible. I'm thinking about food. I'm actually thinking about when we did the no sugar challenge. Oh, for yes. a month. Okay. Yeah. So if you're trying to do that, and this is a kind of a larger metaphor for all the different things, take everything you don't want to eat and literally get it out of your house. Remove it. Okay. So you've made the Ackies, the junk food, less accessible. less accessible. And then put what you should eat in your refrigerator and especially in a bowl on the counter because you know if you see it, you will eat it. That's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us, right? It's accessibility. Seafood diet. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got that bowl of cut up vegetables. It's right there on your counter and you've got some hum homemade hummus and that you've made and yeah or some mixed nuts or you know, there's lots of things that you can just grab a quick snack apple cucumber right make it so that you don't fail set yourself up to win it's like exercising don't say okay i'm gonna go for a run every morning and then have your jogging suits buried in the laundry and you've got one sneaker in one room and you don't know where the other one is put it all right by your bed put it on when you get up and go out the door make it accessible yeah and there's lots of ways that you can support yourself with that you can harness accountability let other people know what you're doing the same thing with that no sugar challenge you tell other people look this is what i'm doing here's the steps i'm taking incredibly powerful because accountability it pulls our egos in we want to be connected socially and again i have to say this is a place where you can actually use the technology in a positive way because a positive use of social media is often to connect up with some friends to hold yourselves accountable. Say, so did you go for your jog this morning? Mm -hmm. Show yourself with, do a selfie at the park in your jogging outfit. There you go. With sweat, no, no water, splash water. That would be an idea. <laughs> oh, look at how much I'm sweating. <laughs> no, but really get other people involved, tell people or, or become a part of a group. And, and one other thing to do, for me, I find if I want to do something, let's say I want to do yoga practice every day, if I think of myself as kind of, okay, here I am, I'm in my life, oh, I'm trying to get the yoga, but I can't doesn't seem to work I try to jump into or or role play almost that like I'm a yoga teacher or I'm a yogi I'm not just me but I'm actually this health nut or whatever and then it's easier for me to do it because I'm intentionally associating myself with the thing I'm doing right in a positive connecting way connecting the desired habit with a self-image and there is power in that that's what we do with the forest monks on the first day we say you're becoming a forest monk so it's time to rethink of yourself. You're not just Fred or Allison. You are now a forest monk. And that means that you're devoting yourself to this whole body, whole mind, whole spirit revolution mm -hmm. over these next four months. When you think of yourself in that way, it's easier to harness the power of habits. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's just, let's just follow this journey for a second because it's kind of gone like all over the place. I'm, I'm thinking we started in the beginning with you and your pack and you were thinking about that spirit of adventure. And in order for us to embrace that, to cultivate a spirit of adventure or just a passion for life, we have to overcome those ackies, those addictive cultural influences and form habits that help us actually be that person we want, be that passionate, spirited adventurer. I might want to put on that pack and go for a day-long adventure today. Mm. But those ackies are powerful. I mean, it's going to be tiring up and down the hills. My feet will get wet. And there's things really I should check my Facebook. It's really easy to take that pack, <laughs> let it slide off to the ground. I'll do it tomorrow. And go back to it's our It's going to be ackies. warmer tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and so what we're really saying here is that there is a whole richness and blossoming of life that's waiting for us outside of these ackies, outside of our current habits, outside of our current comfort zones. Mm -hmm. And if we can step out, harness the power of accessibility, develop new habits that encourage us towards things like self-exploration, self-growth, oh, a sense of adventure, exploring our passions, giving our gifts to the world, then we're going to lead a more fulfilling life that not only is wonderful for us and inspires the people around us, but is world changing. Because as each one of us does this as an individual, we start to create a new culture, a culture that says, okay, people are not just a commodity meant to be shoved into a place and suck all the work out of them that we can, but humans, each one is a repository of innate wisdom of skills and talents, of dreams and ideas. And then we see people in a totally new light. It harkens me back to at least how I imagine meditative cultures must have been, where every single human being was seen as an, an incarnation, essentially, of God and was inherently valuable for that very reason. If they weren't going to do anything else with their life, if they would sit and meditate and pray, that was useful. That was important because it's it's part of a new idea, an old idea, but one that maybe we could use again of what humans are and what our potential is and what we could be if we got away from this whole system of being constantly addicted to our Ackies and we just thought of humans as a way towards money. Wow, that was amazing. I like almost cried there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it could be said any better. And talking about what humans can be makes me think of our patrons. You folks are unbelievable and you help us to be what we feel like we're meant to be, which is to share this with the world. We cannot do it without you. Those of you that support us on Patreon and PayPal, thank you a thousand times. Listeners, this is here because of them and I know that every day I just am so overjoyed to know that there's people out there who believe in this stuff. You know, you and I have a long story of basically doing this, wanting to have that pack on our backs and lead an adventurous life. But we, for many, many years, were stuck in a lot of places mm. and it had to do with a lot of Ackies. For us back then, it was Ackies of security, of having a job that made sense because it was secure and we could have just stuck there. And then we would not be making these videos and these podcasts. The reason we are 
is because we had these experiences and got to go through all of this, <laughs> a lot of hard work, but just as importantly, we now have a community of people through, these, through our patrons that make this possible for us. It's a mutual giving, it's a gifting culture mm -hmm. where we just gift these out with no expectation of return. And those of you that gift back to us, it's, it makes it all possible. So it's a beautiful thing and we are so, so grateful. If you want to become a patron and support us, you are welcome to go straight to our website, rewildyou.com. And right on the front page, if you scroll down, there's links to PayPal or Patreon. Uh, there's, I have to bring up, though, listeners, knowing you're out there and hearing from you, too, that creates for me a faith in humanity. So send your comments. I know some of you have said, hey, I'm not in a place where I can support you financially. But your love, your comments, your sharing about how you are transforming your life, that also really buoys us up. Oh, yeah. What time is it? What do you mean, what time is it? What time is it? I don't know. It's like during the day. No, it's time. <gasps> oh, yeah. I love it. It's time for you to unleash your life. <laughs> so action point number one, use tech to undo tech. Right? Fire with fire, baby. This one's pretty simple. We're going to leave a couple links on the podcast page for this episode. So if you go to our website, rewildu.com, R-E-W-I-L-D-U.com, to the podcast page for this episode, you're going to find some links to apps that can go on your computer or your phone that limit or reduce your intake. It might be something really heavy like porn that you're dealing with that just eats up your life. It might be that Facebook has got you. It might be that you just just spend a little more time than you would like on Instagram or something like that. There are technological, not maybe solutions, but at least helpers mm -hmm. <laughs> to make those things less accessible. And then that allows you to shift your habits because you've taken that first step of reducing accessibility. Woohoo! Way to go. Yeah, there's no shame in having something like that to get you to the next level. Number two? Yeah, master the art of making the Ackies less accessible and your new habit or habits more accessible. And as we said, you are up for a little battle here because most of the Ackies are tied in with money. People are making money by getting us addicted to our Ackies. So they want to make them as accessible as possible and as addictive as possible. That's what we're up against, but you are stronger. And if you keep this in mind, that you can reduce the accessibility of those Ackies, then you're on a good first step. Maybe you even take that cell phone and you just put it in a drawer and you take it out. Yeah, it's in a box in a drawer. So to access it, With you have padlock. to... With a padlock. Surrounded by duct tape. <laughs> no, cell phones are not inherently evil. It's, it's like a tool. What do we do with it? And that's, that's what makes it what it is. And that's what we're talking about here is learning to use these things as tools. Use uh, them so they don't use us. Yes, absolutely. And then take those new habits that you want and find the ways to make them more accessible. It was like the food. Put the healthy food on the counter. Put your yoga mat out before you go to bed so you can do yoga first thing in the morning. Make it easy. Set yourself up to win. And that's the fun part is that it might seem like you can't do that because, oh, this, that, the other thing. Get creative or ask a friend. Imagine that you have a friend that's asking you, how do I do this? Get creative. That's kind of fun. Action point number three. Three. Mm -hmm. Choose connection rather than an addictive cultural influence. 
Okay, so you've got the Ackies, and they're calling and saying, Oh boy, look at me, look at me, look at me. Instead, see if you can choose human connection. Perfect example is a text. You want to text someone. It's easy, it's convenient, and it's impersonal. There's not an actual human connection there. Instead, call that person up. If they're close by, call up and say, Hey, could we meet for lunch? Could we go for a walk? Choose human connection rather than the Aki. It's going to happen with movies. You could all sit around as a family and watch a movie. It sounds good, right? You're all together as a family, but you're not actually there together with each other. You're all lost in the, the hypnosis of the movie, and you're not connected with each other. You could also sit down and, let's say, play a board game. Oh, yeah, those are great. Go for a walk together. Do something that actually involves eye contact, words back and forth, mental and emotional communication. Yeah, I mean, go through a checkout line where there's an actual cashier and smile at them and say, hey, how's your day going? I know it seems convenient to just buzz through those little whatever automatic checkout. I actually have a lot of trouble with those, must just be me. (laughs) It never really works quite right. But yeah, go find a person then you can smile at, connect with them. Absolutely. Okay, number four. Random acts of fun. We've heard of random acts of goodness or random acts of kindness but random acts of fun mean okay i am going to usually this is best if you're connected up with somebody else i'm going to get more in the habit of saying hey do you want to go fishing Mm -hmm. do you want to it can just be going for a walk that can be fun but often it's things that are maybe a little more adventurous there's the the county fair and you say to your family hey let's go now our Our habitual way of thinking is just, oh yeah, it's going to be a bunch of trouble and this and that. But going out, choosing some of those fun adventures, that fosters connection, fosters a sense of adventure, and it gets us out of our usual habits. Oh yeah, there's so many ways to do it too. I'm just thinking of being at work. And if you get that little urge, like, oh, wouldn't that be fun? And then you think, eh, nah, let's just do the usual. You'd be like, hey, coworkers, let's go try that new restaurant together for lunch, okay? And it's like the little different things that give you novelty. Mm. Something new that you share with someone else. It's a memory that you create that's probably gonna last forever. Yes, yes, and yes. Five, the bowl of challenges. Mm. This was an old video we did. Maybe we should put a link. Sure. Okay, so again, go to the website, go to this episode on the podcast page, and you will find a link to the Bowl of Challenges. Briefly, the concept is that you're going to create a vessel of some kind. It can be a jar or a bowl or whatever it is, and start writing down some challenges in there. And you can start light, like, oh gosh, one piece of paper might say, go for a walk. One might say, do some yoga. One might say, cook a new meal. Mm -hmm. You put all these in there. Then once a day or whatever, once every two days or once a week, whatever you choose, Mm -hmm. you're going to reach in and 100% of the time you're going to make yourself. You have to do it. This is 100%. Yeah. Otherwise, the bowl of challenges really really won't work. But it creates a little pot of adventure for you. Some people have taken this a lot more extreme (laughs) and had fun with it and put things in there like, I'm going to camp out tonight. I am not going to touch my computer today. I am going to go to a new restaurant. I'm going to go up to a stranger and start up a a conversation with them. So you have all these different things that you put in the bowl and pick one out. Do it. Yeah. Have an adventure. It's 
so great to hear what people finally feel when they when they do those some of those things oh, yeah. the adventures that they've had wow and of course lastly we always just like to encourage you to stay on your rewilding journey it asks you to look and reflect and say what is important to me in life where do I really feel the passion? Where am I being called to go? What am I being called to do? And how can I shed the fetters of addictive cultural influences and go forth and do that? Rewilding is an adventure. As soon as you start kind of shedding that stuff off that you were talking about, we find this sense of being so alive. And as we change the foods that we eat and change our emotional state to be more positive and we embrace the sense of adventure, our life opens up in amazing ways. It's, it's fun. It's amazing. Creates a sense of well-being. It's awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Please share with us how you keep your spirit of adventure alive. Share with us what you do to keep your ackies um, tamed. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear that one. <laughs> oh, love to you all, my friends. And we will see you at the next episode. Hey, Becca. Yeah. Should we head out for that adventure? Yeah, I think we should take the whole family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right, let's go. What do you think, girls? Yahoo! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs>